Hey, Fran Bros, this is Kim Sonian. On this episode of Fran Bros, we talk HBO's True Detective, we talk Comics I Cop, and we welcome super artist Kari Randolph to the spaceship. And it's the return of DJ, DJ, Ben, Ben, ha, me, 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 me. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen. What? Yes, that's right. He's back, back in the place to be in the spaceship. The butcher of names himself has returned from his sojourn to Ethiopia. Did I say that word right? Yes, you did. You All did. righty. <laughs> well, we are in the extra large spaceship today as I make my grand return to the captain's chair. Alongside me, of course, is my co-host, Tatiana King-Jones. The Grand Duchess of Tech. That's right. And my fill-in replacement while I was gone, <laughs> the ghost producer himself. Space, Space ghost. ghost producer. That's right. Kimsonian in the place. Welcome back, Ben Hameen. Thank you. We missed you. Yeah. I tried to hold it down, but obviously I am no DJ Ben Hameen. I mean, people say your imitation of me is pretty good. I can imitate you, but I am not DJ Ben Hameen. No, definitely Aww. not. People want the real thing. And now they have it. Back in the building. Congratulations, <laughs> Internets. <laughs> on you now. I know you've all been waiting for this moment. How's everybody doing out there in the world? Happy New Year. Malcolm Jana from Ethiopia, from which I just returned from a five-week trip. Thank you to Kim Sonian and uh, Tatiana, yeah, Tatiana King-Jones for holding me down while I was gone. Yo, How man. is everybody out there? Man, we miss you. How did, did you enjoy? Oh, my God. It was a life-changing, wonderful experience. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, I recommend every person of color and every person in general to visit Ethiopia. It's just one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Yeah. You will love it. The people will love you. The food is great. The coffee is strong. We were telling you how you were super famous out there. Yeah, and you yeah. You had billboards. Yeah, I, I, and I, had you had, bit, I had a bit of fame. You had like, people throwing roses at your feet, like Prince Hakeem, yeah, there, all that stuff. There was, no, there was no royal bathtub or any of that ah. good stuff. But, you know, there was a few roses and things. But, um, you know, I did have some billboards. I did a couple of radio interviews. Shout out to my homegirl, DJ Yimmy, out there. Uh, we'll be putting that interview up soon as soon as she emails it over to me. Um, shout out to Yoha Entertainment and my man, Benny H, for bringing me over there. It was a fantastic time. DJ at Club Illusion, at Club Flirt. Had a great time. We'll talk about it more. But, you know, I don't want to just keep talking about Ethiopia and how great it was when y'all were sitting over here in this <laughs> cold weather and everything. I mean, we thought you wasn't coming back, homie. Yeah. I thought I wasn't coming back for a second there. But, you know, I had to come back. Fan Bros show. The spaceship was calling me. I couldn't leave y'all in the lunch. Yes. Lurch. 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 Not the lunch. lunch. Yeah. Not the lunch. Not the lunch. The lurch. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody. How's everybody doing out there in the new year? I know you're glad to hear my voice. I'm glad that you're hearing it. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to give a big up to everyone who's been writing in. We have a bunch of new writers coming on staff at fanbros.com. A uh, quick rundown. Shout out to my boy, David Berger, Aziz Sani, Jovan Miles, Andre Canty, Maya Davis, 
Uh, David Brown also applied. A few other people have applied. We're taking more applications. Where can they send their application into Tatiana? They can submit their applications. Um, there is a Fan Bro Show application um, that we're giving to only serious, serious writers. You can actually email Kimsonian, and he'll give you access to that application. You, right. <coughs> Sorry, you can uh, email me at Kimsonian at fanbros.com. And uh, we do request that you send a, an already like a writing sample attached, because if you send links, sometimes um, you know it's cool, but uh, attachment is actually much easier and quicker to spread around. So yeah, yeah. So like, we need to know how you write. We need to know your writing style. We need something about 500, 600 words, something short and sweet to the point, but good enough that we can really get an understanding of what you think about the world of fan bros. And like he said, make sure that you send it, send us the uh, the the uh, sample right in the email. We really would appreciate that. Um, even if it's something you wrote before, that's fine, just as long as it's within the last six months. Yeah, most definitely. And thank you to everybody who's already applied. We'll be having a lot more articles up on fanbros.com. I put up a review of three comments I copped. You can check that out on fanbros.com. You can email us at fanbrosshow at gmail.com to get more information if you want to apply or if you just want to join the movement that is the Fanbros Show because we're doing bigger and better things in 2014. Coming soon, Fan Bros TV. Watch out for that, y'all. Yeah, Fan Bros video games, Fan oh, Bros apps, yo, yo, Fan yo. Bros movies. Fan Bros live action movies. Fan Bros animation Feature, Featuring Jaegers and Gundams. <laughs> Why not? We're going to do a better yes. Pacific Rim. Ben Hameen is going to do voiceovers for the animation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> you stop. Right humans, do you, do you <laughs> humans? Humans. <laughs> want to yeah. animate that? That's like actually a dream of mine to be a voice in animation. So yeah, we need to make that happen. Done. All right, sounds great. Um, what has been going on in the world since I've been gone? Him, Sonian. I just got back, and yo, speak. True Detective. All day, <laughs> twice a day. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, True Detective is a new HBO crime drama serial show eight episodes long it's gonna have one director and one writer for the whole thing uh stars uh matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson um uh, and matthew mcconaughey obviously has been on this incredible tear of acting recently dallas incredible. buyers club dallas buyers club he's nominated um but this tv show or whatever you want to call it is just really blowing my mind and uh to all the fan bros out there, this may not seem like fan bro material, but this is some of the most entertaining television in a long, long time. Mm. You know, I wish Chico Leo was here because he could say something like, this is the greatest TV show in the history of the world or something because, you know. <laughs> that, that was pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty good. good pretty good Chico. Because, yeah. you know, because that is like exactly the type of, you know, hype. I, it's funny. I went on Twitter this morning. I asked people about it. I got no responses. Yeah, I think it's a slow burn. I think people yeah. are trying to get I mean, to I it. I mean, is it being advertised heavy? Like, I haven't... I knew about it last year when they were advertising just because I paid so much attention to whatever HBO is putting on. But no, not anymore I don't think they would do it now because of Matthew. You know, at yeah, least well, Woody Harrelson. And, I mean... You know what? To be honest, even if it gets if it's a sleeper hit, I don't care because yeah. I'm yeah. hooked. Yeah. And hooked. this is word of mouth. And just recently, the, the CEO of HBO was like not mad at the fact that you can share your HBO Go password. So I feel like... Everybody out there, share your HBO password with people who don't 
uh, have HBO so they yes. can watch this show because mm. yes. it is all that. And then on a flip side, uh, I signed up through I, I've never geeked out on a show like this before, but I signed up through their website. <laughs> Stop and, lying. And it's called Touch the Darkness. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, my fan bonus is still in the closet. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but seriously. And then there's so much extras that they're 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 providing for the fans and stuff. So I, they really went out of their way to create a world not just on the show, but a virtual world where they're sharing, you know, details of the characters and just background stuff for the characters. So they're having fun with it. A lot like Game of Thrones, actually. Mm. So um, there is definitely a universe to this world that they're really going out of their way to share. And it's mm. amazing that the writer is just has created this world that's so dense and the characters are so powerful. Man, so. Mm. speaking of the characters, like Matthew McConaughey's character is Cole, right? Yes. Yeah, Cole's the police officer. And from the very first time that Cole opened his mouth on the show, I was just like, that is my brother in arms right there. <laughs> Everything ben can relate. And, and, and what's crazy is uh, people who haven't seen the show and people who have seen the show now or watching it now, you'll understand Cole is not the most right in his mind character. And it's not that I like relate to every single thing he says, but a lot of stuff he says, I definitely just just struck a nerve with me. You know, I could just really feel it in my heart. You know, people, when you watch the show, you might be like, okay, Ben's a little off, but you probably already know that. Yeah, Ben is a little yeah, off. Yeah, listening to the show, you know, that's probably pretty apparent already. Do me a courtesy, okay? I'm not trying to convert you. Look, I'd consider myself a realist, all right? But in philosophical terms, I'm what's called a pessimist. Um... Okay, what's that mean? Means I'm bad at parties. <laughs> Let me tell you, you ain't great outside of parties either. One of the great things about this show, I really appreciate that, and I know if I was talking to Chico or if Chico was talking, was this idea of these characters who present themselves one way, and then you really find out mm. that they're completely different. Yep. Yeah. So their own journey mirrors the journey of the, the, the case that they have to solve, and HBO is so good at creating these characters that really kind of are conflicted. So, yes, Ben Hameen is a very conflicted individual. Oh, to say the least. And, yeah, no, the show is really amazing because it's a crime drama about a, a murder case that Cole and his partner, Woody Harrelson's character, solved back in the 90s. And now the case or something around the case has been reopened 12 years later. So they're doing an interview with Cole and, his, and Woody's character. I can't remember Woody's character's name. But they're doing an interview with them, two new police detectives, two black police detectives, one of them who was played by Brother Musson off of The Wire. Fans of The Wire will know Brother Musson. And um, both of them are interviewing Woody and Matthew McConaughey's character to find out either about this case or about a new case that's been opened. There's some type of relation between the two cases. So you're seeing the characters as younger men in their 30s, and then you see them 12 years later after all the effects of it. And speaking on that, whoever's doing Matthew McConaughey's makeup job, yeah. oh my God, deserves an Emmy of their own because... My man looks weathered and tired. <laughs> like, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, he looks like he has been through the ringer in these last 12 years, and he already looked a little tired in the, you know, earlier years. So 12 years later, he's looking like 12 years a slave or something. Damn. It's been rough. It's rough. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah, he looks, he looks tore up for sure. It for has sure. been rough time on Matthew McConaughey. And like we were speaking off air, I mean, Matthew's been doing his thing, you know, lately, the Dallas Fires Club, everything rolling. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get an Emmy for this one, 
There is yeah. there's no justice in the world. Yeah, he definitely should get at least nominated for this. I mean, off is, the first two episodes yeah, alone, he's he's doing work in this. That's that's really putting tremendous. in pure D work. And shout out to the director uh, Corey Fugunaga, I think is his uh, last name. Um, he directed a, a film called Sin Nombre uh, years back. Ah, I've never which seen is that about, one. Which is a really great movie about uh, mm-hmm. Central American gang member who hops the the top of the trains to try and get into the. Uh, to the United States. Mm. That's a Netflix pick of the week. Shout out Chico Leo. Yep. Uh, Sin Nombre, but he's directing these eight episodes of this first go around for True Detective for HBO. And again, fan bros, you know, I don't really endorse a lot of stuff, but I am totally endorsing this show. Yeah. So. I'm putting it so far. I mean, it's early in the year, but it's definitely the best show I've seen this year. Another thing the director and the production have done, it's set in New Orleans, but it's a side of New Orleans you have not seen, not on, you know, Trim, none of that because it's not. It's more <laughs> butcher of names. Sorry, Trime, Trime, Trime. I never got that one. But but for Ben, it's Trim. So you yeah. like? So you're saying it's not like the Ward or anything? No, it's not, no, not it's, the Ward, but it's not, not. It's not like um, no, the French because, Quarter. Because no. a lot of it, a lot of it is rural. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is rural. Uh, so yeah, I think okay. we could gush on and on about. It this reminded play. me of Houston growing up. Like that's oh, yeah. that's the area I grew up in was like that rural southern state so that's why i love seeing that on screen because you really don't get to see that on screen yeah but yeah we could definitely gush about this we'll be doing a we'll be bringing back the special delivery episode for this monday you can check me and kim sonian as we talk about you know the latest episode of true detective maybe a little girls thrown in yeah you could do the girls one <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stick with, with true detective I, I'm, I'm, I'm not down and when girls. game of thrones comes back oh well maybe we could do some tv stuff because there's that new black cast uh member on uh snl ah uh, yeah yes. I, peeped, I peeped the drake and, episode yeah and they hired a new black female writer so yes. the thing nice. about it is it's a double-edged sword here you have this incredible hiring or whatever not so incredible but it's way more hype than everybody else so the expectations might be higher but anyway, she seems so far she had like a really good premiere episode and we'll be staying tuned in the future. Also, uh, Walking Dead, she'll be returning soon. Yes. You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, everything else. We'll be bringing it back to special delivery episode to talk about all these TV shows. Tim Sonian's face just went so down. Nah, it's all at good. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., boy. Yeah, nah, I'm not a, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Agent- I can't. I can't say I jumped on that boat, but I will jump on the True Detective boat. Now that yes. sounds amazing. It is amazing. But now moving on to our next segment, because we don't want to talk about True Detective all night long, even though I could. Um, well, what what the hell happened while I was gone? Yo, like, what do you mean? Like, what do you what mean? Do you yeah, the I world mean, still turns. People are doing yeah. invitations of me. There's some new segment about fan bros advice or All something. Right, fan bros. Listen. Yeah. So this is what happened. So Ben Hamin leaves and uh, we get an idea and, you know, rightly so to spice up the show a little bit. And why not open it up to get relationship advice from us, the fan bro show team? So apparently Ben Hameen has some thoughts about this. Would you like to share those thoughts with us, Ben? Uh, I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, about that. You didn't, that. Even, <laughs> and, uh, you didn't even get a 
chance to fly. You gotta let it be a peacock to fly. Still, we were promoting the segment, babe. We promoted the segment for two shows. We haven't gotten anybody to really write in. And actually, they think they think we playing. Yeah. I, yeah, they they don't take us. I don't know if they take me seriously. Maybe if you ask the fan bros to submit their questions at fanbroshow at gmail.com or on any of our uh on any of our SoundCloud links. Um if you Twitter. just put a comment, Twitter, wherever we are on the in the in the verse out there, you know, hit us up with your concerns. But Ben, please speak on what what, what is your concern about that? Well segment? my concern was I felt like y'all just focused maybe a little too much on relationship. I don't think that the fan bros are just quite ready to open up their personal lives to us for advice. So maybe we should just give them advice on any subject. Like what? How to make a like, bed? Hey, why not? Some people out there might not know what Google is. You know, <laughs> um, the difference between Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Four. Uh, see how late I am. I'm not really sure which one is out. Yeah. Okay. I thought. Okay. I, okay. Okay. Uh, fan Bros, let us know what you think. I still think fan bros uh and geeks of color and actually everybody could use some relationship advice i think so too i think ben you might need some relationship oh wow you know you know i I might have to send in my question for next week (laughs) for real for real yeah you never know um i you know i i'm not i wasn't always the smooth cool ben i mean that you hear on the radio these days can't i can't believe that i mean who could believe that you know for real who would have thunk i was once a socially awkward dork myself so you know if this advice segment had been around in middle school high school college after college i probably could have used this because you know it took a long time for me to grow into this smooth debonair player that we all not player um (laughs) person (laughs) that we all know today i'll just let you speak on that yeah let me just dig my own hole right now (laughs) keep digging that hole man keep digging that hole yeah, uh, but I think we what we do need is a good name for this segment. Yeah, okay. I agree. So let's start with that. Let's okay. ask the fan bros out there, what is the name for the fan bros advice segment? And let's make that our first question of the week. We need your answers. Hit us up. DJ Ben Amin on Twitter. Tatiana King on Twitter. Kim Sonian on Twitter. At Fan Bros Show on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what should we name the fan bros advice segment. Because, you know, Fan Bros Advice segment is not is not flying. <laughs> too generic. Yeah, just a little too bland. Just a little too generic. Yeah, a little too right. lacking flavor. What if we, I think it should be called Dear Tatiana. Why? I mean, Dear Tatiana, and then we could all just chime in on it. You know, I like that. Dear Tatiana, Tatiana. my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Or Dear Tatiana, this girl um, says so-and-so, and she don't look at me the right way or something. You know what I mean? Dear Tatiana, I think yeah. it has a ring. I, I like that. And it's a little, and Tatiana's like, it's a little hood. I was going to say that's a little It's like, dear <laughs> Taniqua. <laughs> 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 I'm going to equate my name to Taniqua. not quite dear Abby. My, right, no. My name, first of all. Dear Susan. <laughs> first off, my name is Russian, sir. I know, I know, It ain't I know, got nothing to do with the hood. I know, nothing to do with it at all. Yeah, actually Russian. But dear Tatiana, well, you know, we'll moral that over. Let, let the fan bros out there think of that. You that's know. my vote. Dear Taniqua. <laughs> and with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Dear Ben Hameen is mad hood. Dear Ben Hameen <laughs> is mad hood. Nobody's writing Dear Ben Hameen. Dear DJ Ben Hameen. <laughs> yeah, dear DJ I ben got a question. <laughs> What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. Keep it locked right here on Fan Bros, where the bros are fans. Later. And welcome back, Internets. I hope that break wasn't too long. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, the Butcher of Names, alongside my co-host, Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech. 
And I'd like to welcome our special guest for the evening, the first guest to grace our studio in 2014. Oh, man, he just told me his name, and I was about to butcher it again. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kari Randolph. Did I get that it. right? All right, it. I yo. got that right. Yo, welcome, yo, yo. Kari Turn my Randolph. Turn my mic up. Turn my mic up. To yeah. the studio. Yeah. It's the boy. The Boston-born illustrator right. has been working in comics animation since the 2000s. Wanted to bring him onto the show, pick his brain, talk about everything in the industry. You know, we don't have many brothers who actually work in the industry today. So we're glad to have you on the show. Welcome, Kari. How you doing tonight? Yo, thank you for having me, man. I'm just excited to be here. Yo, I'm living out my rap fantasy right now, man. Just oh yeah. Big, for <laughs> real. You're doing a big space today. You're on. You're on. I just want to be like, yo, turn my mic up. Right turn my mic up. Turn my headphones <laughs> up. Bro. Turn my headphones <laughs> up. Well, yeah, nah, thank you for having me, though. For real. A couple of quick questions for you, brother, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. You grew up in Boston. A little bit. Yeah, it's a 17 city. 17 years, you know. City not known for its racial intolerance. Not really so much. Yeah, so did you always hate white people or did that come later? <laughs> so, like, you did know, you live in, like, the town? Like, like the Ben Affleck, the nah. town? Or you okay. live? All right, let's clear this up. You're, the town is Charlestown. That's, like, suburban Boston. I oh, grew okay. up in um in Mattapan, which is basically there's there's three kind of hoods in Boston. There's Mattapan, Dorchester, and Roxbury. Marzipan. Mattapan, Mars. Mattapan, a.k.a. Murderpan. Oh, oh. damn. <laughs> yeah, Whoa, that came out of the left. It was kind of real back in the days. But, all right, you know. all right. But, uh, nah, actually, I mean, Boston does have a reputation for that kind of stuff. But um, to be honest with you, I didn't deal with too much craziness. I mean, there were, you, you saw things here and there. But um, in general, I think the rep is worse than my experience, at least. So, you know, I, I can't say too many bad things. I loved growing, growing up in Boston, honestly. So uh, I got no complaints. Boston Celtics fan? Of course. Uh, Celtics. Yeah. Red, Red Sox. Sox. Uh, uh, go Lakers. Patriots. Uh, yeah. You know? Uh, listen, hey, hey, listen. <laughs> I've been in New York for 17 years. I've heard it all. There's nothing you can say, V. True indeed. True nothing indeed. Nothing you can say. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. All I right. like the Lakers, too. Hey, hey, how can you not? Thank you, sir. You know, Salute. I like Boston, know. too. You know, Kevin Garnett, all that. You know, go ahead. Uh, you know? Yeah, great I got time. my Nets hat on now, so uh, I, yeah. you know, Rapping Brooklyn. I diversify. Yeah. All right. Well, also on the theme of being, you know, a brother in a strange place, you're one of the few black people, you know, other than our Space Strokes producer, Kim Sonian, who actually has worked in animation. So uh, when you were working on the Boondocks, were mm -hmm. there more black characters or black animators? Uh, well, it's funny because uh, when I was working on Boondocks, I was actually working as a freelancer, so I wasn't even in the studio. Okay. Um, but to be honest with you, there, there's a lot more black people in animation than you would think. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot, actually. I mean, the dudes who run Boondocks, from Aaron Magruder mm -hmm. to Carl Jones to LaShawn Thomas, these are all black dudes. Yep. These are all super talented dudes. Definitely. Um, yeah, and the, yeah, and the new season's coming out, what, on the 7th? Pretty soon. Uh, February. Yeah. February? I thought it was like a little later. I think it's April. Or yeah. But I'm not sure. I might be completely off. I know it's soon. It's, it's very sooner soon. than that? Okay. It's very soon. I'll double check. I'll double yeah. check. But it's very soon. Awesome. And, and even if you looked at the roster on uh, on Black Dynamite, I mean, there's a bunch of brothers on that show nice. as well. Nice. Uh, animation really, I mean, I work, these days I'm more of a uh, comic book guy. There's definitely more of a black presence in animation than in comics right now, I'd say. So where's the money at in comics or animation? Hell no, it's it's all animation. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I Word. Mean, if you if you're in comic books, you're not in it for the money. You're in it because I mean the the big difference is when you're in animation, you make 
better money, but you're part of a team of maybe 50, 100 people. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows your name necessarily mm-hmm. outside of like the real animation geeks. But if you if you're in comics, you might be one of like four people on a book and that's it. So what I draw on a page is what you're going to see yep. when it's printed and out there. So like I like seeing my name mm. and people knowing who I am. I kind of like I got an ego. So okay. you know, I kind of like seeing my name in print and all that. So, you know. right, right, right. so wait, so wait, we said that you started out like in the 2000, like year 2000. So yes. what kind of properties did you work on? Uh, let me Name see. some for us. All right. So in animation, I've worked on the Boondocks. Right. I've worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <gasps> oh, that's a big one. Which one, though? Uh, the one that came out from 2003 to 2008, 2009. That was more the like more gutter one, right? It was the more, more, it was yeah. more oh, edgy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the dark not, yeah. reimagining. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, the, not the happy first one. That yeah, was, that was that BS. Yeah. yeah. You know. It hey, was, it hey, was dope I, at the I, time. I messed with the original, though. Okay, yeah. You watch it now, it's kind of it's kind of funny style, but, you yeah. Know, <laughs> you know. So, wait, so you did that? Um, uh, I worked on Hellboy. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh, it was a show called Chaotic that I, I did some design work on. Is that anime? That, Is that the card game? Yeah, that was it. That oh, was it. I actually designed okay. a lot of those characters for that show. You designed the characters, yeah. like, like from the ground up? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, what else? Uh, Voltron. I worked on that. Um, oh wait, you working on some classics now? The new version, not the not the old school ones, but yeah. Right, right, right. You but know? the a classic le- legacy. Let's say that. Yes. Yeah. And um, how did you get how did you get involved with all this? Um, honestly, it's just once you do one job, it leads to the next one. It leads to the next one. So as long as you don't completely screw up a job, um, the animation world is not that big. So. Mm. They see you doing work. Someone's gonna refer you to something else, and so on and so on. So um, it's the same with comics too. It's like everybody kind of knows everybody. So once you do one job, most people are gonna see it and they say, "Oh, we like that." So let's let's give you another job. You know. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Cool. Oh, okay, because uh, that, that was another question: is like, what advice would you give to a young brother trying to get into the industry these days? Uh, if we're talking, or sister, you know, fan bro in general. Yeah, I mean. I'll I'll say this. Uh, as far as comics, uh, even though there's, it's obviously a lack of diversity in comics. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it really depends on your portfolio. So if you're nice, you're gonna get work. True. Um, so, I mean, if you if you focus on the fact that you know you're you know you're a minority or a woman, uh, that could actually negatively affect you you want to focus on doing the best job you can and if you just put it out there because yo for real these days dudes are getting hired from brazil Mm -hmm. um you know europe like all over and no one's looking at the names anymore just looking at your talent um that i mean it might have been something back in the days but right now it really is all about what you bring to the table that was something that i really experienced this year we went to new york comic-con it was my first time going we went as press and everything yeah and walking through Artist Alley, it was like, oh, I didn't know you were black. Like, yeah. that was, like, the main thing that I kept saying. I was like, oh, this job, I've, I've been reading your work for, like, 15 years now. I had no idea you were a brother. You that know, happens like, to me still. And I'm I've been sure. In this, and I thought I knew every black person in the industry. You know, uh-huh. I, I still get thrown off my game. Every yeah, you'll just be walking like, what? You know, and then yeah. like, oh, did you know this guy over here was a brother? I'm like, nah, I had no idea. So, you know, it's definitely an industry where if you don't know, then, you know, like, I mean, I grew up reading uh, M.D. Bright. 
Mark Bright, for years, one of my favorite artists, I had no idea he was a right. brother. Like, right. no clue, you know, because I grew up when he was drawing Iron Man yeah. and whatnot. So, you know, it was like Tony Stark, you know, draws yeah. a great white dude. I had no idea. I mean, really, it's, it's all about talent. Because if you look at Marvel and DC right now, the dude who, Joe Quesada is one of the head dudes yep. at Marvel. That dude, he's Spanish. Yep. You go to DC, one of the top dudes over there is Jim Lee. He's Korean. Alex Alonzo. Alex Alonzo. Axel. Axel. Uh, uh, Axel. Oh, sorry, sorry there we go. Butcher of names. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, that's that's interesting what you say because um, on our previous episode, Kano Kid came on. He basically echoed the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's my homeboy. Yeah. Yeah, he was saying how, you know, it's, it's more, it's not so much about your race or all that. Right. It's, it's really about what you bring to the table. Right. It's about how you really play the game, how you keep your name out there, how you push to get that next opportunity. You start to realize really early on that it is a game. Mm. And so if you, if your hustle is not right, if you're not constantly promoting yourself, mm-hmm. if you're not putting yourself in the right places to be seen, yeah, um, then no, you're not going to get on. Because it really is like you go to a convention, you think that's where you're supposed to go to get jobs. A lot of the jobs I get, I get after the convention when I'm just hanging out at the bar, just politicking, just being you know, a cool person. Right, right. So it's more and like relationship building it's versus all about relationships. sitting there with your resume like, look, yeah. this is what I did. It's not about, I mean, you have to have skills, but you certainly don't have to be the nicest person. I mean, nice, nice skill wise. wise. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, it's just all about your hustle, your ability to meet deadlines and just don't be a, a dickhead, really. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's really the truth because there's a lot of dudes who are kind of dickheads and everyone talks. And if you screw one person over, people remember that shit. And, you know, it fan bros, listen to this because we are giving you gems right now. There's tons of fan bros that always ask us, you know, I'm, I want to draw, you know, yeah. characters. I want to create, you know, how do I get into it? And this is perfect advice. I, you know, I have to do this spiel at every show because, you know, when I'm at a show at Behind a Table, someone's like, yo, I, we didn't even know we did this. Like, we didn't know that black people could do this kind of thing. And it's like, yo, we're out here. And we, you know, there's lots of dudes. I, you know, I can name a bunch of dudes: Rob Guillory, mm. Sanford Green, Sean Thomas, right? Um, Karan Grant. There's a bunch of dudes. Karan Grant there. is black. He's Jamaican, b. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, man. Karan's, uh. Karan's, Karan's black. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Blacker than black. Um, you've been quoted as saying that you what got you into the industry or what made you want to do comics in the first place was the image comics of the right. 90s. Right. Do you regret liking those now? Not at all. Not for a Come second. Come on now. Dude. Not for a second. Come yo. on now. Youngblood? Yo, are you kidding me? Yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> Everyone likes the front. Like, Youngblood and the image, all that stuff was wet. But when I was, I, this is like me at 13. Yep. I thought that was the greatest shit in the world. Like, for real, I was really, like, if Rob Lightfoot could have adopted me as his, like, son, <laughs> I would have been, let's go. Let's go. And even now, I'm, I've met Rob. We've hung out a couple times. That dude, was, he's been super nice to me. He's, mm-hmm. He looked at my portfolio for the first time. He did my first ever portfolio review when I was, like, 17. I first moved to New York. We were in line for, like, an hour, right? And uh, the line was long as hell. We got to the front of the line. You know, he's not supposed to be looking at portfolios because he's just supposed to sign stuff. He took about 15 minutes of a time of his time just to go over every panel, be like, yo, this is right, this is wrong, this is what you should do. And after that moment, I was like, you know what? 
you can't tell me nothing about this dude because wow. that was real that he even took that time when he didn't have to. You know, there was mad people behind me who were like trying to get their Captain America signed or whatever. And he took the time to just look at my portfolio and gave me a, a critique that was better than most critiques I've gotten since. Wow. So so it's like he's got his detractors, but at the same time, uh, he brought me into the game. You know, there's a there's many, many fans who wouldn't be drawn if it wasn't for guys like Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane and all these guys who who were like heroes to us back then. Definitely. So it's like as an adult now, I can look at some stuff and be like, well, that wasn't perfect. That wasn't this. That wasn't that. But but the energy was there and the, and the excitement for comics. And that's what they kind of brought to it. Now, I definitely agree with you. Like, I was, I'm a little bit older than you. So, I, when I first saw Rob LaField was on the issue of New Mutants when he first came on the New Mutants. Yep. yep. And I can remember it being like, what the hell is this? You right. know? And then, like, when I first saw uh, Todd McFarlane on uh, Spider Man 198, I think it's the first issue he drew. Mm hmm. And like that, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't a Spider Man fan. I could care right. less about Spider Man up to that point. And that first issue, when you see the spaghetti webs and everything, it was just like, oh, okay. This is something different, and from then on, I was a yeah. Spider-Man fan. Yeah, definitely. So I can, you know, I can feel you. I mean, I, when I when Image came along, I was still hyped. Of course, I ran out and bought all the first issues, but right. the writing wasn't always there. It was kind of rushed sometimes. So, but the energy, I definitely agree with you. The energy that they brought to the game, and it's funny. It's like, I mean, you, you, your ta your taste changed over time. But oh, I of remember, course. I remember one time there was an issue of like X Force that. Mike Mignola drew, mm. um, you know, dude who created Hellboy. Yep. And at the time, me being like 13, 14, I was like, get this whack right. shit out of here. Where's Rob Liefeld? Where are my big guns and shoulder pads? I'm like, get this shit. I wasn't feeling it at yep. all, at all. And it wasn't until, like, I got to, like, college and started learning about art where I was like, yo, this Mignola dude is ill. I was that's when I was like, oh, okay, there's there's life outside of like these certain artists. That's when I started to discover like Jack Kirby mm -hmm. and Alex Toth and like yep. the older cats who like influenced yep. the guys that I was into. So, are you more interested in more Americanized um, animation or or um, Eastern, you know, Korean animation, Japanese animation, which are all kind of lumped in the same category many times? What um, would you say, or do or do you have love for them both? I think I would have to say I have love for them both. I think. Um, when I look back on my childhood, the stuff that actually, you know, hit me the most was stuff like Voltron mm. and Transformers and, and stuff like that. And I didn't realize till later that, that was actually Japanese animation. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people, their childhood stuff was straight no out idea. of Japan. <laughs> like, you know, even like G.I. Joe, this, these are all things that were animated by Japanese cast. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think I grew up in an era where, you know, whether it was, it was Voltron or Kira or uh, Disney, if it was dope, it was dope. Right. So I've never really had um, a preference. I feel like I get considered by a lot of people more of an anime artist because my style is more cartoony and they kind of lump us all together. Right, right, right. Okay. But I think I've tried to meld all those different styles, European stuff, too. Oh, yeah. So what I do and just try to make it one big gumbo almost, you know. That's cool. I like that. 
That's a that's a unique style for you to be able to kind of combine all aspects like that. I mean, I hope it works. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, but you no, know. you definitely have that the blend of styles. Uh, that's one thing you just finished working on was the tech jacket miniseries. Yes, sir. And uh, speaking on that, you said that you know a lot of people don't get into comics for the money, but the creator of Tech Jacket, I mean, I know he didn't get into it for the money. Robert Kirkman Robert has definitely, Kirkman. you know, made his little empire himself, you know, and He's done pretty well for himself. Doing, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like that Walking Dead money right Man, now. Man, you know, that that business model is not, not a bad. bad idea. It's not bad. And know? I can remember when I like I tell everybody this story. I remember when I first walked by the Walking Dead on the shelf, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. Picked up issue one, and that's, you know, I thought of it was, oh, that's a little cool comic. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, The Walking Dead. It's you the know, biggest thing on TV. It, it blows my mind that it went from that little thing. But how was it working on Tech Jacket? I loved it, man. I mean, uh, well, first of all, like, a little back history. Let um, people know what Tech Jacket is. Tech Jacket was a book that came out uh, years ago. Like, I, w- I want to say, like, 2002, 2003. It was one of Robert's first books. Mm-hmm. I think it actually preceded The Walking Dead. And Invincible. And Invincible, yep. yeah. And, um, you know, so I've known Robert for, like, a really long time. Uh, some of my first work that I've done, actually, he gave me my, my break in comics. when Before he was at Image, he was at a, he had his own thing called Funkatron. Yep. And he did, he printed the first printed thing I ever did. Oh, okay. Uh, so we go back a long ways, and we've always talked about kind of working on something together. And uh, one day... He just gave me a call out the blue and was and I was just like I hadn't heard from him in a couple of years and I was like, Yo, are you calling from Hollywood right now? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Yep, I am. And, uh, and, he's, and he's like, Yo, you want to work in this book? And I was like, Well, I said no to you a couple of years ago, but now you're like The Walking Dead, <laughs> Robert Kirkman. So I'm not gonna say no to you now. So uh, yeah, let's go. And right. um, and I was already a fan of the the property, anyways. Definitely, that's a good move. Um, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good move. That's clutch. <laughs> and I thought it really fit kind of my my strengths as an artist. I'm mm. kind of I feel like I'm kind of good at showing action and energy and kind of those things that appeal to me in the 90s comics as well. OK. And so I felt like, you know, it might be a good fit. So I tried it out and it's worked out pretty well so far. Dope. And the Tet Jacket Limited series was released all on one day. One day. Yeah, it's digital only. You can pick it up on Comixology. Comixology. Yep. Uh, ImageComics.com. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it right now. Yeah, I checked it out. Great. I mean, I love Tech Jacket from before. I liked his appearances and mm-hmm. an Invincible Universe and everything and all mm-hmm. going on. Great series. Great short to the point. The little uh, flip with the genitals, for those who have read it, is a, you know, what? yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not going to give it I'm away. I feel like you should what? just leave it like that. And let <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, leave it like that. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but Tet Jacket, the main hero, has a girlfriend who's an alien, uh, and they attempt to, you know, Marvin Gaye, let's get it on, uh-huh. and uh, just... You know, there's a doesn't work they do out a little somebody. Funkatron dance. Okay, it, it actually shows you for once. You know, like because usually it's Captain Kirk. You know, just you know, up in every different alien species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, hold on, how's this really gonna work? Yeah, you know, it's like if Captain Kirk tried to get with the green alien chick. So they actually sudden, show how that would go down. Well, well imagine it, it's an all ages comic book. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> more more of a how it does not go down. Yeah. Ah, okay, I got yeah. it. But check it out, Tech Jacket on. Uh, in stores, well, not on in stores, online right now, digital only. All three issues are out. You can buy yes, them, sir. read them all at once. Boom, yes, don't have to wait for the next issue. Get the whole complete story. 
And we're going to have more with Kari after this. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. Greetings, Fan Bros. It's your pal, Matt Raz. And I'm here to speak to you about... Ben, what am I doing a commercial for? You're talking about people subscribing to iTunes, leaving comments. People that subscribe to iTunes. Nick Tuck assist me. I'm sick of people going on iTunes, leaving comments every week. Is that... Is that yeah. I mean, you want to tell them how you really feel? Yeah, I, I the way stop leaving comments on the iTunes. We get we're getting so many comments on the iTunes right now. We're gonna stop posting the show there. We're just gonna we're just gonna post our own comments on there. But they shouldn't stop subscribing. Just commenting. Uh, you know what? I changed my mind. They should actually do. They should subscribe. They should comment. They should rate rate the show. Fan Bros on iTunes. Actually, even fan bros who listen through SoundCloud should, just as a courtesy, please go to i. It's really important. It sounds stupid. Every week you're like, I get it. Yeah, this is going on. Can we get back to the show? Uh, We can, but we're actually just going to keep this particular commercial break going until you, you listening right now, go on iTunes and rate it. And subscribe. We'll, we'll give you give you a few moments to do so. All right. And now... Back to the show. And welcome back, fan bros. It's now time for my favorite segment of the week, Comics I Copped. And boy, it's been a long time since I've been on this show, so there's been a lot I've been reading over the last month. Uh, I wrote a review on the site today. You can check it out on fanbros.com. I spoke about Chew, the latest issue, which, as always, is excellent. Shout out to Rob Layman, uh, John Guillory. Did I switch those up? Yeah, I knew it. I knew I did that. Almost had it. Almost had it. He's the butcher and the switcher of (laughs) names. Yeah, the butcher and the switcher of names. Check out Chew. Just DJing that joint. Yeah, you know, I got to mix them all up. I mix them all together. Remix. Yeah, Chew, amazing series. Issue 39 came out today. We're on the end run of it because they're only going to about 60, I think. And it's still one of the best books on the stands, hands good down. Very good book. Yeah, thank you, Harry. Every issue, amazing. Um, also wanted to tell people to check out Manifest Destiny. I spoke about it before on the show, but I read the latest two issues. It's now on issue three. And it's a series about, I think, Lewis and Clark, if they came to America, and they just, and America isn't quite America. There's a uh, bull, um, what are they called? Uh, what are the things American Indians used to hunt? Uh, uh, bison, buffalo. buffalo. Bison. There's mm-hmm. a buffalo minotaur. There are what? there's vegetation zombies. What? Yeah, there's a lot going on in Manifest Destiny. I'm oh. not sure the artist's name, but he is putting it in work. Who puts that book out? Image. Image. Man, and that's another thing. Like I say, Image lately, pretty much any book they put out, I have to check. Sex Criminals. We talked about that before. Another excellent book out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you seen Velvet at all? Nah, Velvet. Velvet what's that? It's um. It's written by, oh man, I, th- I want to say it's Ed Brubaker, maybe. Okay, yep. Uh, it's about like this, uh, this woman. She's like a, she's like a, I think she's like a CIA agent. She's like older, and like the the agent she's she's with just flips on her, and she's like on the run and everything. It's it's real ill. I think it's I saw Ill. something about that, but yeah. I didn't get a chance to check that one out lately. It's real ill. Um, on the mainstream comics front, I was I kind of fell off it for a second, and then I went back. Today, actually, and read the latest few issues was uh, Daredevil by Mark Wade, mm. and it's about to end its run at issue 36. And even though I fell off and then I had to go back and read and catch back up, 
Man, this run by Mark Wade, I've talked about it before on the show, but Daredevil is top notch. It's just one of the best books. It makes fun comics, but also has a real tone of seriousness with uh, Foggy Nelson, Daredevil's partner, uh, battling cancer throughout the issues and Daredevil dealing with that. But while at the same time, he's having fun being Daredevil, which is something you really yeah. don't see much in comics these days. Just an excellent series and all also, around. And also, uh, the artist on that, Chris Somney. Thank he's you. He's like one of my favorite artists. Oh, my God. He's and a, this run is, I, I, I didn't really know about him. What else did he do before this? He's done a lot of stuff. He's 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 been at Marvel for, for a while now, just doing random projects. Um, I kind of just came up on him in the last year or so. Yeah. So I'm not that familiar, but dude's sick sick i mean and this run is just perfect for him because he really draws a nice lighthearted. his action sequences are great mm -hmm. you know but then he can also get the facial you know expressions needed to carry on the gra gravity of somebody battling cancer um what else are you reading right now uh i would say the two books i read uh religiously are uh all new x-men and uh just straight up batman uh the one Batman book that's by Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder is like yes. the illest Batman book I've read in forever. I fell off that um, after the Court of Owls thing. Oh, it gets so much crazier. They're Does doing it? some like year zero stuff. Yeah, right I've now. heard about that. It's insane. Okay. It's insane. So worth picking up. Definitely. Definitely. And then the other one you mentioned was All New X Men. All New X Men. I've read the latest one that started the trial of Jean Grey, mm -hmm. but uh, Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> is. <laughs> Not I mean, thing. no, Ultimate Spider-Man, one of the greatest runs of any comics yeah. ever. Like, just a classic run, you know, over 100 issues of awesome. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis can wear a little thin with his sure. yappity yap, 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 mm -hmm. issue after issue. I just love it for the concept. I Just the, just the idea of taking the old school X-Men and just placing them in the current day and just seeing what happens. I just think that's a brilliant concept. A lot of people have said that. And so I'm really, that's why I picked up the issue with the trial of Jean Grey. I love the group cover as well. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to, you know, give it a chance. I might go back and keep reading it because a lot of people said that All the X-Men is one of Bendis' best books in a I long time. I think it's really good. It's awesome. really good. Man, so that's about it that you're reading right now? Uh, I don't have much time to read. <laughs> right, too much time <laughs> creating. I, I feel you. Yeah, it's, it's like I'll, I'll skim things. Just to get inspiration, but I don't read that much right now. So oh, those two is keep your interest though. Yeah. Yeah, the Batman, oh, that was another one that came out a couple weeks ago was the um what is it, the twenty seventh anniversary? I'm no I'm I'm not getting it. Fiftieth anniversary of Batman? Man, you know more than that. Man, wow. I don't know. No yeah. This could be this could be an off question, but like do you also maybe obviously you're busy, but do you also not read because you don't want to get those ideas in your head? Like you do not want that to kind of overshadow your own your original thoughts and nah. original things or would you say that doesn't even really that doesn't not not even not even a factor i it really is a um i don't make it to the comic book shop that much anymore mm. um because in, in brooklyn there's not that many shops and it's it's kind of a it's hectic just to get to the shop yeah shout yeah, out yeah. to bergen street comics. bergen that's my spot yeah thank that's you my spot. thank you love bergen street comics they deserve more love because they got a Great shop. You can go in there, chill, nice environment, not mm -hmm. like most comic book stores. It's a fantastic store. Yeah, definitely check them out. Bergen Street Comics. Well, that's about it for my favorite segment, Comics I Cop. Tatiana, what do we have in movie news this week? Son, there's so much movie news. Oh, okay. There's so much going on right now. All the right. biggest thing, the hugest thing right now, the Superman versus Batman movie got delayed. <laughs> um. But not like just a little bit delay, a 10-month delay, son. Yeah, I know. Like, done. And obviously, the rumors are flying. It's a huge 
there's a million reasons why you know somebody dying somebody getting replaced somebody this somebody that there's a whole bunch of stuff um the confirmed reason is that um, warner brothers says that they actually moving it back to may 6th of 2016 um they wanted to allow the filmmakers to quote unquote realize their vision move shit <laughs> give and, and and give them time to develop the complex visual nature of the story um, the another reason, which is kind of strange to me, is the studio is releasing in 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 place of where it would have released. The studio is releasing a new Peter Pan movie. Mm. So I'm like, do you know when uh, Avengers Two is coming out? Is 2015. It? 2015. Same, yeah. And I th- I I think maybe <clears throat> that might be the reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, comic book man himself, <laughs> Kevin Smith, has several rumor theories. His first rumor is that well, since they already got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. They're actually casting for the other folks, um, um, perhaps casting for the John Stewart Green Lantern, um, perhaps casting for the rest of the Justice League. So they're going to make a, a full-fledged Justice League versus just a Superman versus Batman movie. Yeah. Who knows? Um, another delay, another rumor is that that just just turmoil on the set. Like I said, people dying left and right, stuff breaking down, like they can't get it together. And then their final thing is, that something happened to Ben Affleck, like he hurt his ankle or something like that. I heard that that one. He hurt his leg or something like that. So they said, you know, um, uh, Kevin Smith said he saw him at an award show. He looked a little hurt. So obviously he's Batman. So if he he can't be Batman being hurt, I mean, he can't be Batman, period. But that's another story. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Burn. That's another story. They're saying the suit, though. Uh, Kevin Smith was also talking about the suit, and he says it's a complete reimagining. No nipples. You've there better not be no damn nipples on that thing. Not too many nipples. He says you've never seen anything like it. It's going to be fly. Like, I like, I actually like the reimagining of the Superman um, costume. I thought that was okay. I thought they, they that wasn't too, bad. It's too bad that movie was whack. Though. Thank you. Probably one of the best <laughs> things in the movie, if anything, was the costume. After that. I, I like the costume. So maybe, if it's on <sighs> that track, I won't mind it. But if it's something like, you know, some nipples and, you know, a bat signal that, that come out with cellophane or something like that, I don't want to see it. I heard, uh, let me just butcher his name, Joe Queen. Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin, man. Joaquin. What, the wrong, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Wa- Joaquin. No, Joaquin I like, Phoenix. I like Joe Queen. Yeah, I like Joe Queen. I always <laughs> like saying it like that. As, uh, might be cast as Lex Luthor now. Wow, that was a blank stare. No, <laughs> because I, you know why? Because in my, head, in my head, I was shaving off all his hair, making his eyebrows a little bit more bushy. And like, like, and it's trying to picture Lex Luthor, like, like to me, the Lex Luthor I know as a kid, as from the animation. So he's a good why. villain. Yeah, he's definitely a good villain. He's a good villain. That man played crazy so damn well. Did y'all see uh, her? Not Speaking of playing crazy, Spike Jones movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of playing crazy, he definitely was playing crazy <laughs> in that one. Dating a damn computer boy. Yeah, that movie. That movie's pretty good though. I encourage everybody to check it out. I like it. Joaquin, sir. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, other movie news. I'm excited about this movie. The Lego movie's coming out soon. Yes. That's gonna be dope. There's so many people attached to this movie. Um, just to throw out some names, you got Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum. You have Elizabeth Banks. You have Chris Pratt, Morgan Freeman, the God himself. Will Ferrell, Liam Neeson, Taken 2, 3, 4, and 5, Nick mm. Offerman, <laughs> and Will Arnett. Stop that joke. <laughs> listen, that's, how, that's, that's what he's going to be known for. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's Taken. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's he's definitely doing part <laughs> the, three for the some Lego reason. The Lego movie um, features pretty much every damn Lego piece you you come to know and love, including uh, a big cameo, or he might be in the whole damn movie. Big cameo by Batman Lego, Lego Batman party. Superman, Channing Tatum is right, playing right, right. Superman. So I thought the way that they were able to tell a story with obviously DC characters, but then intertwining with characters that would never be on the same page, let alone screen as them. I think that's a fabulous thought. Um, Lego in general is really dope. Like my my husband and I are playing the um, the Marvel Lego game right now. Dopeness. Most fun I had in years. I could not believe how awesome that game was. So definitely looking forward to seeing that. Um, uh, we also had the Raid movie. The trailer is out. Yes, the sequel to the Raid. The sequel to the Raid. Raid yeah. two. Raid two. Did you see that trailer? Yes, I did. What did you think? I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Raid, the first one, is I still haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen bits seen and yet. pieces of I've it. I've seen bits and pieces. Me too. It, it was so violent that it, like when I was watching on cable one day, I just got a little turned off because it was so violent. But at the same time, it was so well directed that I didn't want to stop watching because it was, I mean, just amazing direction and editing, but just super violent. The trailer looks to be more the same. I'm definitely going to have to peep it in theaters, though, because, I mean, just like I said, the action and the way it's edited, they're, they're using an Indonesian martial art in it that you don't get to see on yeah. film at all, and it is some sick, close quarters, like, beat em up action, stuff you just not see anymore in American films. And, I, and I would imagine it's going to more of a wider release, because the first time they kind of kept it... In a, in a few theaters and yeah. they kept expanding it yeah. as the word definitely. got out. So I think this is going to be one of the bigger movies. This one's at Sundance right now. So yeah, yeah, they're definitely pushing to get it out there. So definitely check it out online. The Raid movie trailer. It's The Raid 2. Mm-hmm. Um, any other news? Um, those were the hugest for me right now. I, I wanted to switch a little focus a little bit to um, TV news. Okay. Um, I know that um, we had mentioned Boondocks earlier, and to clarify my mistake from earlier, it's actually coming out on April 21st. So you were right, April That's what I thought. April 21st at 10:30 on Adult Swim. Nice. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing Huey again, right. and uh, you know, hoping to see Riley talking about you gonna pay what you owe. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line, though. <laughs> I do that to people all the time. <laughs> you gonna pay what you owe? <laughs> Yeah, oh. you guys. <laughs> Tatiana does a pretty good Riley impersonation. <laughs> I mean, Who I mean known? Regina Hall does yeah, his voice, so know? I mean, she's a girl, so yeah, I got If she it. ever retires, that might be yours. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I could do it. There I could we do go. it. Um, also, big news. Um, I know our super producer, Space Ghost, told us about this. Um, the, uh, the show called Extant. Um, it stars Halle Berry. It's going to be a new CBS series that is sci-fi based mm-hmm. uh and the premise of the show is that um and 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 sorry if i get the the number of years wrong but it's about holly berry's about 10 years in space she's an astronaut when she comes back to earth there's something different about earth something a little off and wrong about earth and the teasers trailers don't really tell you much besides what i just mentioned but they show the words um existence and then the word extinct and um, different typography okay. and kind of, kind of, kind of fading it in and out. So to kind of give you an understanding that, Hey, maybe something's going to happen with humankind. Maybe she brings back something from space. Maybe she bring back a symbiote. I don't know. Who knows? I thought it was cool because finally, you know, you got a black person that don't have to have conk that was in <laughs> outer space. That's great. But I mean, for the said down, he said, Oh my God. <laughs> But listen, man, you started that. Yeah, I know. You started this that, so true. you can't get mad. You can't have black people in space unless they have a car. Right. So it's I true. thought that was cool. Um, I, you know, I will give Halle Berry a chance. I have. I think it's now that we're getting the pattern now of of well-bred uh, movie actors returning to the TV screen or starting on a TV screen. Yep. 
Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I, ho- I hope she does a great job. Uh, hopefully, since we have Halle Berry, we have a black woman up in space doing more sci-fi. Maybe we'll get some more Boricuas up in here and maybe some more just females in general doing you know, some sci-fi. You know, more more starship captains, more things like that. Uh, one can dream. And one thing that is TV slash Netflix, I want to say, and this is for my anime heads. I know y'all seen this already, but if you haven't seen it, please watch. It's on Netflix right now. Attack of, on Titan. Attack I haven't on seen this. Titan. People keep talking about my this. I dude, seen it yet like this has been well. First of all, it's been it's been big since last year at least. There was actually this um, this photo meme going on in Japan where people would um, play out this show. But to give you a quick synopsis, Attack on Titan is a show about the human race. I'm not sure if it's the future or the past, but um, it's in a basically an alternate universe where they've lived for a hundred years in relative peace. They live in uh, a town that's surrounded by three concentric rings, so like three big circular rings. And they live in behind these walls because there are giants called titans that are outside. So the whole of humanity lives in this one section of Earth, while the entire rest of the Earth is overrun by these 30, 50, 60-foot-tall giants called titans, and titans eat humans. Wow. And when I say this show brings back the it's not about gore and like that it's about sheer terror of of just that whole something's coming to a giant's coming to eat you like that hasn't been done in quite a long time so it brings back that element and it the show basically shows what happens how after a hundred years of peace is over one day literally a giant a titan appears out of thin air and wrecks shop eats up like 20% of the population. Wow. I mean, it goes, it goes nuts. So, and, and it just tells you it's a 25 episode series and um, this is the first season and it just goes through the trials and tribulations of a group that tries to combat these Titans and what happens um, during out their journey and all the twists and turns. It's some, it's some of the most in- exciting and crazy stuff I've ever seen in years um, on the anime front. So definitely check it out. Attack on Titans on Netflix right now. All right. As we finish out this episode with our special guest, Kari Randolph. Did I butcher your name that time? Uh, you sounded like you were. You saw you were trying. You uh, were thinking about yeah. it. Like you were thinking there was a little bit of a pause there. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. I don't feel right unless I butcher somebody's Sorry, name. Man. You know? He butchers our names and he's been with us for like over a year. <laughs> so I, got, I got friends I've known for a decade. <laughs> it's like, uh, sir. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got a quick question for you, man. You know, while doing my research for you, I I came across something called pimp juice. Yeah, yeah. What is the pimp juice explosion, as you put it? All right, all right. Okay, I'm not gonna say this (laughs) song. Okay, see now, see that's where I got it from. Oh, really? Okay. This is a it's it's a sketchbook series I've I've done back all the way back from like 2003. I was like, you know, what can I call my first sketchbook that I would sell to the masses in my first convention ever? And I decided to call it Pimp Shoes. Mm. Um, and it just kind of <laughs> stuck because it was just so stupid that I was just like, you know, it works. Pimp Shoes Volume it's catchy, 1. It's stupid, volume but it's catchy. Two. Now, it, it was catchy back in 2003. Mm. In in 2014, it does sound a little dated because <laughs> it wasn't. I told you, all I keep thinking about is Nelly. That's that's. Exactly my point. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Last time I heard a Nelly song, so I'm like, I might have to rename it at some point. But you know, nah, it's, nah. keep yeah, rolling just, with it. Just stick with Pimp yeah, Juice. Pimp juice. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know, just like Def Jam. You got Pimp Juice. You know, you know, stays with you. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Just a sketchbook series. All right, nice Pimp Juice. You know, his sketchbook series. And speaking of juice, 
You also have a Drink and Draw NYC event. Nice segue. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Fly. <laughs> I'm working on them. <laughs> <laughs> With 20% less butchering. <laughs> so what is the Drink and Draw NYC event? Okay, so real quick, Drink and Draw was an event that I started back in 2009. Um, a bunch of friends of mine, we all worked at uh, Four Kids Entertainment. And we knew that we were about to get laid off because the show we were working on, Chaotic was ending and Ninja Turtles was ending. Mm. And we knew that it was just a wrap. And we were all like, you know, when you're freelance, you're always sitting at home kind of by yourself. You're not really socializing and you miss that kind of studio environment. So I was just like, what if we just create an event once a month where we get a bunch of animation people, comic people, just like-minded creative minds and in one place to have them socialize you know draw something drink something and just connect you know uh it's good for everybody because i saw it working in la because they're the guys who started it and i was just like there's way too many people in new york too many artists in new york for there not to be an event like this so i started it in 2009 uh it's now you know what's that Four four years. Yeah, it yeah. Wow. So it, it's it's gotten pretty good, man. Got some weight on it. All yeah, right. yeah, you know. When's uh, the next one? The next one is actually going to be this coming Wednesday, which is the 28th. And we're at? Uh, it's going to be at a spot called Passenger Bar. It's in it's in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, it's gonna, This one's going to be hosted by Harley Davidson, so there's going to be an actual Harley in the bar itself. Mm. There's going to be two models. There's going to be drink specials. There's going to be prizes and oh you got a real promo going uh, that's real i ain't we ain't playing around wow yeah, i'm gonna have to stop through there well you know it's, fan bros it's fun man definitely be in the building absolutely next wednesday night drink and draw nyc you can find it on facebook yeah just do a google search on facebook for drink and draw nyc you should find it no problem bam and that takes us over to the segment, you know, our final segment. With every guest, we like to ask them a bunch of little rapid-fire questions. We're going to okay. have to come up with a name for this, Tatiana. Like, you know, this our... Quick draw, McGraw. Or something. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. See, see, we, see, we fan bros, but we also kind of hood bros, too. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Ra- ratchet bros. <laughs> 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 ratchet bros, dude. Hashtag. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the new one, right up there with statitude. Um, so our first rapid fire question, our first brap brap. I, I, I'm not, I'm not really good with the machine gun sound. We can't do that. <laughs> there we go. Pardon my dude, you only flagging on beats, my dude. <laughs> oh, shit. I do stuff like that, kind of just jump out of nowhere. Yeah, that. and lose me every time. <laughs> he just t- shakes his hand. I, like do, I just keep powering through this. <laughs> the Falcon or War Machine? War Machine. All right. No reason why. I guess. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can give I a mean, bit. listen, listen. Uh, you know, they're both kind of like black sidekicks. Yep. I just like I like War Machine's outfit better, basically. That's it. I, I was never really into the, the red and white open the chest. The red and white with the wings. It just looks kind of corny. I'm not really into my, the Soul Train dancer look. Yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> okay, I understand. It's not my thing. You know. I understand. The all black War Machine. That shit's just kind of pimp. Gangster. Yeah. yeah. Luke Cage or the Black Panther. Uh, I'm gonna go with Luke Cage specifically mm. because um, I always like like street level characters. You know, like I like characters I can kind of relate to. Whereas uh, Black Panther is dope in theory. Yeah. But uh, I just can't. 
I don't know. I can't relate to it on the same level. I don't know? think anybody has chosen Black Panther yet. No one has. Yeah. And it makes, it makes me sad. I like, I mean, yeah. I like the whole aspect. He's a dope character. Aspect. Maybe you know? that's why. I'm, he's a dope uh, character, but he's a dope character in a place that just doesn't exist. Whereas, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and it's real, it's real talk. It doesn't exist, but. Whereas Luke Cage is in Harlem. You can go to 125 and, yep. you know, I can picture that in my mind. So. Okay, I can understand that. All right. Uh, TMT. TMNT or DuckTales? See, now you put him in a spot with that one. <laughs> now, see, if you had said Darkwing Duck, <gasps> oh, then, then we would have had a competition, but I'm going to have to go with Ninja Turtles because Ninja Turtles was one of the things that got me to where I'm at now. Like, okay. that was my favorite right. joint back in the days, and the fact I worked on the I'm show. I'm worked on it. Yeah, so. I mean, so. I, I almost have to say that. So Word up. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh, that's easy. Star Wars. Come on. It's not even. It's not even. For the win. Even. So I guess it's just me and 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 Tyson DeGrasse by ourselves. I yeah. mean, that's with, good. With Star Wars. That's with Star good. Trek. I mean, know. I'm still a Star Trek person. I don't care. That's cool. I, I mean, I like Whoopi Goldberg and LeVar Burton. <laughs> see, but my thing is why you see, see to me, you make it sound whack as I don't you know, know what. Cause you and first you name in one series. <laughs> like, All right, let me chill. If that's, if that's your thing, mad. you know, if, if you like phases over lightsabers. I'm getting right? mad, bro. I'm, it's all right. An elegant you know, weapon for an elegant age or, you know, a you gun. Know, phasers are elegant too. Oh, so. okay. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite comic book issue? Or run off the top. Damn. Uh, damn, not nah, that really is on the spot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, there was this book that came out years ago called Next Wave. Ooh, Warren and, Ellis, um, and it was real slept on. It's Warren Ellis and Stuart Eminem. Yes, and it only came out for like maybe twelve issues, and it just seemed like the kind of thing where it was like. They really didn't give a fuck. They just, None they at just all. went. They went at it, <laughs> and it was actually the kind of book that, like, I was like, man, one day I'm gonna do a book like this because it just was like, it knew how to have fun, and Hell it just, yeah. it was just, it was just action packed and energy and comedy and everything I like in a book. So I would, I would go with that. All right, what's your favorite television show of all time? Uh, it used to be Lost. Okay. Uh, okay. It used to be Lost. Okay. Now I'm actually. I think I'm converting to to Breaking Bad. Yes. Wow. wow. Uh, Two points for Gryffindor. That, I love it. Wow. That joint was like, I, I marathoned it a few months ago. Mm. And um, at the end, I just had to sit there and just like think about it for a while. I yeah. was just, I was so blown away by the whole the whole thing. I was even Gus Fring for Halloween, man. I was just nice. Like, oh, did you? We saw a good one at Comic Con. Yeah, sick Gus at Comic Con. They were giving out, you know, candy meth and everything. Oh my god, I just I had to. Uh, that's that's my favorite. I love that show. I like that. You got to go on uh, fanbros.com. One of our co-hosts, Illyc, wrote, "Why is Breaking Bad overrated and overhyped?" See now he's just being contra- contrarian. Right it, 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 it gets <laughs> a, See, it gets just, a comment a day he's to just, say he's just hating the hate. That's yeah. all. You know, that's fine. That's the most famous post ever on our site. I bet. Yeah, and I bet. one last one. What is your favorite science fiction or fantasy film? Um, now, this this one might be a little left field, but Go ahead. Uh, actually, I would be I would say the 1986 Transformers movie. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. Wow, you got the text? That's 
that is you out that. there. You don't understand the effect <laughs> that movie had yes. on me. I was in the theater. I was like. And they shoot Ironhide. They shoot Ironhide. <laughs> all right. I was like eight or something. No, yeah. wait. Was it 86? No, I was seven. I was crying. Yes. I was yes. crying in I didn't the theater. No. It's, I feel you should be pain. laughing right now because it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's not. But. <laughs> but I'll be like, no, it was rough, no, man. It was that it that was joint, like, I know every line, like, every song. I bought the soundtrack. What? Jam, you got the touch. Come on now. Come on. That's my favorite. What's the coronation line? Uh. Coronation is just bad comedy. comedy. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Megatron, is that you? Here's a hint. (laughs) 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 Thank you. And with that, we bring that segment to a close. Thank you very much, Kari, for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the show, so thank you, sir. You You know, we got some. um, We're gonna have a big giveaway. We want to talk about though. You want to let the fans know? Uh, yeah. Um, last let's see, last last year I drew a um. I drew a, a Heroes for Hire piece. It's kind of like a, a black exploitation version of of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. It's got um, oh, Misty got Knight. It's got Misty Knight on it. It's got uh, Shang-Chi on it. It's nice. got like a real 70s, like almost like Black Dynamite type feel yeah. to it. And it was just the kind of thing I was like, me and my colorist Emilio were like, yo, if we wanted to do one book, what would it be? And we were just like, this, because this does not exist, and this would right. be dope. So we kind of just put it out there, just drew it for the hell of it. And, and, uh, and, yeah, Internet, we've seen it, and it is really amazing. amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we're going to be giving away two copies of this. We'll announce how we're going to give them away tomorrow on fanbros.com, Tatiana. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, actually, today, when you're listening to this episode, you'll see a post about it. You know, we'll figure out some rules for this contest, and two lucky winners will be getting a signed copy of this poster by our guest, Kari Randolph. It, uh, it was going to be three, but... But I mean, kind of said he wanted to take one for himself. Oh, you're not supposed <laughs> to put that out there, man. Jeez, you each don't blow me spot. up. On the spot. Boop. Blown up. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, you know. Um, so I'm going to get some uh, sneakers or something? <laughs> uh, uh, umbrella? Uh, swag? A t-shirt or something? You know what I'm doing this for is for the swag. <laughs> so anyway, I'd like to bring this Sorry episode to a close. Uh, anything else, Tatiana? Uh, just thank you again. We definitely appreciate you being here. You definitely drop a lot of knowledge. Can you uh, let the folks know where we can reach you? And uh, anybody you want to shout out? Uh, sure. Um, you can hit me on Twitter. It's just Kari Randolph, K-H-A-R-Y Randolph on uh, Twitter. Uh, my website is corrupt.com. That's K-H-A-R-U-P-T. Uh, get that tech jacket. I'm also doing covers for Justice League Beyond for DC. Uh, I'm actually also doing a fill in on Deadpool for for Marvel. Mm. Uh, I'm working on some new animation projects. I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. That's so, good. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Man. Check him out. Check us out. DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King on Twitter. Shout out to Kim Sonian. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to the new writers. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the new writers. We shouted you out before. Any more want to apply, hit us up on our Twitter at Show. Hit us on the Gmail, Show at gmail.com and we're serious about the advice segment y'all thank you we need a name for our advice segment that's our question of the week what is the name for our advice segment please send in your request for advice hit us up thank y'all for listening peace god bless you and good night